Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Please listen to this message that was preached at GMI Church and it will bless your heart. Thank you. Today, um, this is not how I wanted to start it, but I will just let the Lord God lead. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm like a salesman. I'm trying to promote something. The Lord wants me to promote His kingdom. Amen. And that's why I say the salesman's job is to tell you the great things that he wants you to buy, and also. And then after he tells you the great thing he wants you to buy and you are you are excited, then he tells you what it costs, how much you're going to pay for it. So that is going to be what the Lord wants me to talk about today. Amen. And uh, it's about our heavenly home. You now we have talked about, for the past series, we have talked about the trials, how persecution may come, how people may have to lay down their life, how things may happen in the world, how we, we must stand for Jesus. But you need to know why you are standing for Jesus. You need to know where you are going. What am I trying to gain? What is this thing that we want to die for? That is why the Lord said, change the topic, let's talk about the heavenly home. Amen? Amen. I said, well, that's why I say, well, I'm not used to sentimental, but this is much more than sentimental. So open with me to John chapter 14. Gospel of John chapter 14. So that you can know that this thing is real. That he has promised mankind. In fact, the Bible said it this way. That all these our fathers, our patriarchs. They call themselves pilgrims upon earth. Pilgrims upon earth. The Bible said, God, they are looking for a city which has foundation. A city with foundation. You say, what does that mean? You see this phoenix, does this phoenix has foundation? Or New York, is there any foundation for that city? But when you say a city that starts foundation, it's like building a house. You know, you have to lay foundation before you start building. The Bible is saying there is a city that has foundation that they were looking forward to. And I want to talk to you about that city that has foundation. I'm going to describe it from the scriptures so that you can have your you can salivate. People call it appetite. I wonder. It must be so sweet. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14. Let me read verse 2. The Lord Jesus Christ said in verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. He said, You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Say, I go to prepare a place for you. Mansions. He didn't say some rooms. He didn't say, he didn't say my father said there are many rooms. Yeah. Rooms would be like, oh gee, me and my wife can stay in one room. He said, mansion. And many have seen these mansions in visions. I have seen it. But I'm not going there yet. I want to go through the cloud. I don't want to go through the grave. Yeah. But there are still mansions that the Bible promised. If you see that mansion, you don't want to come back. You would like to stay there. Especially if you don't have nothing on this planet. 
He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you unto myself. Now, you may say he was promising that to the apostles because they are all with him right now. But the promise is for everybody. For everyone that we believe. Till the time of the end. But what are these mansions? What are these mansions? What, what, let me first give you some, some quick, some quick uh, insight. Look at this. You, many of us that are sitting down here are scientists. So you, or if you are not scientists, you have read the news. You've seen so many things. This planet is just a small ball. Not small, but small compared to the universe. Floating. And there are tons of them all over that are floating around the sun. And then the sun itself is just a small speck called star among billions of stars in the universe. Just the section we call our own solar system where you have the sun and about nine planets surrounding the sun rotating like this. Our big heart that we are standing upon looks so big to us. Because I saw some movies and I said, wait a minute, for human beings to just grow into the desert and die, walking, couldn't get water, they don't know where to go. This place is huge. This planet is huge. But you know, this planet is small compared to Jupiter. And Jupiter is almost two times or three times of this planet. Big rocks standing. And what they find on Jupiter, they don't know, it's practically empty. Do you know that God created all these things for man? Amen. For man. Well, I'm just telling you the physical. I'm just telling you the physical. Because you can imagine that, now that is just saying that on, in this universe, in this our solar system alone, these big, big planets that are there, just part of this solar system that look like there's nothing inside it, which they know that there's particularly the policy. Mars is bigger than this place. The planet called Mars. It's bigger than us here. But so far, the scientists think or know that only this planet Earth is habitable in this solar system. But they were looking, they said, in other galaxies there, they have seen some planets that seem to be habitable also. So what I'm trying to point to you in that little story of scientific uh, revelation is that there are so many places in the universe, physical universe, that can inhabit human beings. Many places. To make you to know that we are not uh, talking about the spiritual part yet, because Christ, when he resurrected into a physical body, he went up. When you go up, where do you go to? Physical universe. Elijah the prophet, a shadow came and took him up. He went up into the physical universe. God Christ said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. So don't be surprised if you find that God has been preparing a small city on one of those Stones, I call it stones because this planet is just a stone. Now they say it has, it has foundation. And that is what you will see in this, my heavenly home, I'm just describing for you. 
that Christ is making a, for us a city. Amen? Amen. So that's just talking about the physical, not talking about the spiritual, because in the spiritual world there are other things that you cannot even see. Just describing how the physical that you can see with the telescope, with all the astronauts going up and down trying to see beyond the stars. What they can describe, I'm thinking maybe, maybe. And I'm trying to put those together and say, hmm, there's something out there for us. Now, when Christ said he's preparing a city, and the Bible said there's a city that has foundation, you can say, well, just think of all these, uh, uh, what's called it, asteroid bodies. The Bible said there's a mountain that is as big as this, and they said there's an asteroid that they can crash down. This asteroid, but they are just big stones that can be as big as miles away, miles up, miles wide. It's very easy for God to take one of those asteroid bodies. They are floating all over the around they call it solar belt, full of asteroids. It's very easy for God to take one of them and make it the foundation and be building a city on it. Because I'm going to go to the book of Revelation. You see, the Bible said this city came down from heaven, from God. So it's a, like an asteroid body coming down gradually upon this planet Earth, maybe floating or going to land. So don't think it's impossible. These men that wrote this thing by the vision God has told to them, they didn't even know about all this telescope we are talking about. We can begin to say, oh, it's possible. Now it's possible. Oh, yeah, even people have gone out of this planet. They don't know anything about airplane in those days, and they wrote these things down. They don't know anything about a space shuttle going up, and they wrote these things down. So God is far beyond space shuttle. He can bring a, a city that can come down gradually and land upon this planet. If human beings have been able to go up, and when they are coming down, they are crashing. Now they are now able to come down and land. 6,000 years after man started. The God has been far beyond that. So when he said there's a city that has foundation, believe it. Amen. 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 Believe it. Now let me go further. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Talking about this glory that God is preparing us for and preparing for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 17, here is how Apostle Paul described it here. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So what I'm trying to say is that whatever you are going through, uh, it's a light affliction, you call, you call it. Compared to the glory that is going to be revealed, that God is promising for mankind, for those who can overcome and arrive there at the end. This glory is what I'm describing, that our heavenly home we are talking about, think of it like maybe the Lord has already have another planet somewhere there in the universe for us. It's a small thing. Now, when you look through the Bible, you will say, well, it looks very, 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 very possible that it's actually this planet Earth that's going to be renovated. Because there is a Bible that says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. In the end, a new heaven and a new earth. Well, 
think about that scientifically. The new heaven and the new heaven, all these things are all done and over. And he said there will be no more sea in that new heaven and new earth. No more sea? Hmm. Do you know that this planet we are on is two-thirds filled with water? Two-thirds. We are just on one-third dry ground. If there is no more sea, there will be a lot of space on this planet. How much more if God simply says, well, let's just do it with this planet and put us on another bigger planet. All of those big planets like Jupiter, like Mars, and they are all Uranus, and they are all there. So it's a small thing for God to do. So you should be able to believe these promises of God. It's very easy for me to believe. As an engineer, I can believe this easily that, oh, yeah, there will be a city that has foundation. Let's go and see this city that God has promised for us. But before I go into that city, let me read some more Bible verses about what Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Here Apostle Paul was saying, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Now, there are two things to that. I'm describing to you the heavenly home, which is, where are we going? Where is this city called heaven? Where is this new Jerusalem? All about, I'm going to describe, I'm describing the new Jerusalem first. But there's another glory that is to be revealed in us. We, human beings. God has a plan for you and for me. Not just a plan to take you to a city. That is the final place or a heavenly place or this planet Earth when we shall be, when everything is done. But he has a purpose for your body, my body, physical body that you are carrying here. This is not how God intended to be. Where we are prone to diseases and sicknesses and attacks from elements from viruses, God planned to make a new body for us. Immortal body that shall never see sickness and no death. He planned to change us to light. You say, what does that mean, change us to light? Let me clear it to you, Acts of the Apostles. When after Jesus Christ resurrected, how many people believe that Jesus Christ resurrected into his own body? Physical body. Raise up your hand if you believe that. And it was not just a spirit floating in the air like a ghost. It was a physical. This body that was in the grave for three days, he took it out and walked with it. Because when the apostles said, they thought, it's a ghost. And they said, why are you so afraid? Touch me and see that a spirit has no flesh and bone like I have. So it was his physical body he took out. Just like your physical body and my physical body. That was the body that went up. Now, when he appeared to Apostle John, the same the Lord Jesus Christ, when he appeared to Apostle John, the Apostle John said he saw a light brighter than the sun, and he fell down. A light brighter than the sun. So the body the Lord God promised for us is going to be able to change from this particle, material, to light. Amen. That is, 
you will see a pillar of light standing like this. A pillar of light. You say, what is this? It's a light. Then you look closely, it will be tracing my body. But it's still light. What do you mean by light? It should be like an electric bulb. Electric bulb in the shape of my body. And then when I quench it, you see me walk out of it. It will be me. You can touch me. Huh? And then when I went back into it, you just glow. That is what Jesus Christ sees now. Amen. And the Bible says, we, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Amen. So that is the glory that he planned for mankind. That is the light body that can never die. Now, if you change to light, well, I was in physics, no, engineering. And when I was in bachelor's degree, we were doing physics. What they call atomic, whatever, they can't remember the topic. And the professor, that was an unbeliever, he thought he was joking. He said, hey, you know, it's you Christians said Jesus Christ went up to heaven. He said, that would be possible if you can change particle to wave. That was a professor in physics. He said, that would be possible if you can change particle to wave, electromagnetic wave. Which what light is electromagnetic wave. So I just say, I said, well, God could do that. And that was what God is saying he will do. Changing this physical material. What is our body? Atoms. Atoms. You all went to school. You say, oh, atom is the smallest particle that can be divided. Oh, yeah. That was how far we went when we were in college. Atom. What is an atom? The smallest particle. If you cut it, you cut it and cut it. The smallest you cannot cut into pieces. That is an atom. When you go further, we say, what is quantum? Going to quantum electronics, you say, well, what is that atom? Oh, atom is electrons, protons, neutrons. Okay, yeah, well, that is, now, well, what is electron? And then we're going to quantum electronics. The electrons, they actually waves, packets of waves. What is wave? Electromagnetic waves. So the professor said, well, I'm telling you, if you can change the particles to waves, we can disappear and appear. We can go at speed of light. So you see why Christ is saying those are small things for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's in another world can manifest. That is the body that God planned for mankind. The glory that the Apostle Paul is saying. You see, let me read that verse again that I just read. Romans chapter 8 verse 18. What did Apostle Paul say? The glory that shall be revealed in you know, us said that, let me read it again. Romans chapter 8 verse 18. Think about it. That is the body God is preparing for you and for me. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. This glory that I just described in a nutshell, that our body will suddenly change to light and it's going to be a light that can change back and forth as you will it by the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. That is the plan of God for you and for me. Think about it. But you want to lose that glory. That is why Christ said, what will it profit a man if you gain the whole world and lose your soul and lose this destination we are talking about? Our destination for the body is to come to that light glory where we become like Christ and appear and disappear 
and show ourselves like life and then come to the physical body and then come back into the other into the into the material body or to the to the wave body and go to another planet just like that at this at the thinking of the thought this is what the angels are already using think of it like a vehicle it's like a transportation vehicle they thought elijah was appearing and disappearing think of it like a, a vehicle so already look at all these things we have discovered now you can take your cell phone and talk and he's talking to your friend in china and a wave is taking it something is carrying your voice and it's going and it's appearing in china okay and we said wow we human beings have invented we didn't invent anything other than this this small thing but the wave has been there before we all came over here we are discovering how to use it discovering so we are only discovering it so what god is saying is that angels are already using these things i just told you about they can appear and angels are surrounding us you can't see them but they can appear in our realm when god wants them to appear so when i said we are going to change from particle to wave that was the plan of god in the original creation but adam lost something and got quenched and drove them out so that they cannot go back in and out they can't go back in they can't go back out and the human beings have been locked out of that possibility until christ came he came to redeem us to bring us back so that we can inherit this possibility to go back and forth from the visible to the invisible that is the plan of god for our boy amen now when that is done he also planned a city for us let's go to see let me describe that city the heavenly glory open to revelation chapter 21 so all these things are the prophets have described they have described it these things are true even science is telling us we are getting closer to understanding this thing better in the book of revelation chapter 21 apostle john said i saw a new heaven and a new earth say so for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea well when you what do you mean by new heaven we know what can say a new earth we are maybe a new planet they said a new heaven well what you call heaven could just be the sky the firmament anything above this ground you will call it heaven because that's what it meant elijah went up to heaven they didn't know where he went to another planet he just as many things above here is heaven also so they say a new heaven so i can say oh well maybe if there will be no more sea now think of this planet just this planet alone if if god is to evaporate all the water that is on this planet and they form a cloud it will look like a new heaven why because the cloud will be completely different from what we have now to be so thick who knows color that will be on that cloud and if the light is coming from the another sun through those clouds it will look differently if all the water because there's too much water on this planet it will look like a new heaven how much more if we are no more on this planet we are on another planet that has no water and you look up it's going to look like something different so apostle john saw something 
I'm just trying to make you to see that he saw something that he's describing. And the only way he could describe it is saying it's a new heaven, a new earth. How God does it is what I'm just saying. It could be this, it could be that, it could be anything, but it's a new heaven and a new earth. That he's saying rejoice in what God wants to do. But will you be one of them to inherit this place? Now, how long can you live on this planet? How long? The longest person that lived on this planet never clocked 1,000 years. And that is just one day, as far as God is concerned, one day, 1,000 years. The longest person that lived the longest, he made two solar, 962 years. 962 years. That's not even one day. Because God said, in the day you do this, you will die. That's why none of them clock 1,000 except the one the Lord took without seeing death. So what I'm trying to say then is, I'm going to trade 960 something years for this eternity where you are going to see this glory, this great glory that God is describing, a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more death and it will be forever. Forever is so huge compared to 1,000 years or one day, how much more? We don't even live 120 nowadays. The last thing God told Moses was 120 years is what he gave to man. And hardly do you see many people getting that far. In the days of King David, they were saying, 70, oh Lord, if we ever make 80, we are strong. That was David in the kingdom. Now you can say, well, people are living up to 102, 103, the oldest man in Guinness Book of Records. 110, 115. That's still small. Don't trade that for this heavenly home. Eternity. Eternity. Let me read Father chapter 21. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. This is what he wrote. I didn't write this. A new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepare as a bride adorned for her husband. It's a city that is coming down. That is the city that has foundation that Apostle Paul described in the book of Hebrews. So these men, they all looking for a city. Abraham looking for that city. And for that purpose, they were actually living in tents. They decided not to be mansions for themselves on earth. They live in tents because they call themselves pilgrims upon the earth. And the God has prepared for them a city. And Apostle John is describing this city for us in this chapter 21 of the book of Revelation. And he heard, verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven say, Behold, that is look, that's what behold means, look, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God described what he will do. He said, God said, I will wipe away tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death. See what I just said? We said, well, they died. What's going to happen to those who died? He's going to raise them back to that body. Oh, yeah, you have, you have not listened to my sermon on resurrection. I have it on radio. I preach it for the radio, not here. But resurrection, the bodies of those that have been dead, they will be resurrected again to their physical body. Those bones that were in the grave for hundreds of years, they shall come out again and live again. And God said, we put flesh upon it again. He gave example of that in the book of Ezekiel. 
That is, it will bring these people that were there back to their physical body that can be changed to what I just described. Because this physical body is what is going to change. So, well, some people say, oh, well, what does God need those bones for? You can just flick a finger and we will, but we, if we are not, if those bones were still in the grave, then it's not called resurrection. It won't be called resurrection if the bones were still in the graves. Think about that. What does resurrection mean? It will not be called resurrection if those bones were still in the grave somewhere and their spirits are just floating. Then that is not resurrection. But God called it resurrection. That he is going to bring the bones back because he needed those bones. Say, so, well, gee, God can create new bones. No, he didn't want to create new bones. That's why when he made the first man, he listed it. They said, he wanted to make the woman. Well, why did he have to go and make a rib out of the body of the man? Or do you think that was just a symbol? He said, he made the Adam sleep. And I took a, he took a rib out of Adam. He said, gee, you lost all the materials or what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God said, no, I needed that bone to make a woman. So God still needed that bone that was in the grave to bring them back alive and change them to that supernatural body we are just describing. The glory that has changed from light to wave back to body. God needed that bone. So he's going to raise them up again, give them this new body, and they shall live forever. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi. I want you to write to me and I will send you some literature that will be edifying to you. If you have access to the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org. You have to spell that one out, gospeldistribution.org. Gospel distribution is one word. www.gospeldistribution.org. And you can send us email on the internet. Our email address is webmaster at gospeldistribution.org webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and you can also read all our literature on the internet freely god bless you and see you we see you again next time